J Mo. Let's let's stay away from J Bird, maybe. All right. <laughs> J Vulture? J Eagle. <laughs> J Vulture. So um, we we were chatting on the at the barbecue weekend about um, ways in which you could uh, uh, was it motivation and stuff like that around your career that you feel you may be underperforming a tad. Uh, well, yeah, definitely underperforming relative to my desires and abilities. Agreed. Um, yeah. And and I and I have been ever since. You know, leaving college, I guess, basically, and um, so yeah, that was that was definitely well. You know what? That was definitely where the conversation started, and I don't know if it was the same conversation or or part of it, but I also there was another part of that conversation about um, deferral of gratification. Yes, yes, that. Um, that I think is really, and I think you were starting to draw a connection when, when the conversation had to stop um, uh, between the two. And I think, uh, I, I, you know, as the weekend went on uh, at the barbecue and, and since then, um, I've thought a lot more about the deferral of gratification and where else it shows up in my life. And it's just uh, that problem of non-deferral of gratification um, I noticed is just all over the right, right. All right. So, um, and and just remind me because uh, I was pretty drunk the whole weekend. So, just remind right. me what um, uh, the deferral of gratification where we left that with regards to your uh, your life. Well, we left basically. Um, I think the reason it came up is because I I had a job that I enjoyed. And then I wouldn't have minded moving forward in. Right. Um, but it was low pay. It was a, at, a, at a coffee shop that I could have, you know, moved up within the company. And I liked the way the company worked. Um, but it was low pay at a time when I was... Um, <laughs> interested in, in more toys. <laughs> right. Interested in more toys. And also... You, you in, like the uh, electronics as your crack, right? Right, exactly. And I had also, I had also, um, there was a basically a short period of time when I didn't have uh, any health insurance. And while that was going on, uh, of course, that's the time when I had to, you know, go <laughs> go to the hospital for a terrible infection in my leg. And um, so I've got, uh, I had medical bills to pay for, and things like on top of all of the debt I had accumulated from my. From, yes, that crack of electronic toys. And the ironic uh, thing is that you left your job, which I assume had some health insurance because you felt the pay was low, and then you ended up having to foot some medical bills yourself, right? Well, no, it was it was like right as I was starting that job, I had to get the, the medical attention, so it was before I had the insurance from from that job. It was, uh, so... Right, right, okay, okay. Yeah, it was previous previous to that. That's so. too bad, because the irony of that would have been quite beautiful, but... Uh, <laughs> it would have been. Well, you know what, we can We can't tie this. that together, it's sad, really, because if I was writing a book, that's how it would go. But anyway. <laughs> right. So, right. So, then you, um, so then you move to a job... That, sorry, then you move to a job that you're doing now. Sorry to interrupt. I just I wanted... So, so people who don't know that conversation, we you move to a job that... Uh, it, it, the pay is better, but the opportunities for advancement are small and the amount of brain stimulation is virtually non-existent, right? Right. And my desire for advancement within the, the company I work for now is 
almost zero. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like the company uh, at all compared to the the previous one I worked for with with lower pay and more advancement opportunities. Right. Um. And so, yeah. Um, so I had, and the, the idea in my head at the time for how it was kind of a, you know, seen in my head, I don't know if it's a story, as sort of a um, sacrifice to get that done. But then kind of looking back, it's not, <laughs> it's not uh, taking care of that problem. So the problem is something different. The problem wasn't that I needed more money. The problem was, uh, you know, was I think very heavily um, uh, debt related and uh, like like we were saying the the deferral of gratification stuff right right it's heavily heavily related to that bad decision career wise right 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 okay and um, is there a particular a particular way that you'd like to approach the the topic now do you want to talk do you want me to ask questions what uh, what would you prefer well I um I'd like to bring something up that because like I said I've had a, a, a few conversations about this topic since since we had that conversation and it's kind of taken me down the road of that uh, you know deferral of gratification specifically relative to to money spending but with other stuff too um, and it reminded me of um, something from from a few podcasts quite a while back um, where there was something um, uh, there was something that you would that you were saying to people like um, when people were talking about I'm sorry to interrupt uh, having, you sorry to interrupt yes. you uh, how are you feeling just now oh I'm I'm feeling all right I am walking around I just, uh, I, I'm getting the sense that uh, uh, you may have some anxiety simply because you're taking a long, and, and uh, again, I'm not saying I'm ever perfect with this, but you're taking a long time to get to the point. Oh, no, I, that's absolutely, that's something uh, that I have a problem with. And, in, and it's not, it's not, I'm sorry to, I'm just trying to keep these calls at reasonable lengths. And so, no, uh, <laughs> you know, you're taking a few minutes to get to the point, and I'd rather if you could just get to the point of the of what that's it is perfectly. that you want to talk about if you do if you wouldn't if you would indulge me i'd really appreciate it no that's totally fine you um in in podcast past you've said something like you know the way to save money is you just don't spend money on things you don't need and right. there would always in my head always right away when i heard that i would i would have this um you know this voice would say it's just it's not that simple you know and um, you know, it's, it, to me, it would feel like, and, and I know it's perfectly logically valid. Like, yes, you just don't spend money. Yeah. It kind of is that simple, but it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not easy, right? It's, it's like to stop smoking, right. you just have to not pick up a cigarette, right? But right, exactly. nobody's yeah. saying that that's, that's all you have to do. Right. But, but it's, it is that simple, right? Like right, you just have right. to not spend money and, and the best, the best you can do in the short run is just not spend money because you can't increase your income usually very easily in the short run, but you can just not, uh, not spend money. Right. 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 So if my, if my donations are low, I simply don't spend money on 
whatever it is I was going to spend money on for FDR. Because I can't control the donations, but I can control my spending, right? If donations go up, then I'll spend more money on FDR and upgrade things and advertise and this and that. But if not, I won't, right? And that's that's the only way. I'm the only variable I can control easily in that scenario. (laughs) Right, absolutely. And I... Um, and I do know, like I have, I definitely on an intellectual level understand uh, saving and, uh, you know, budgeting and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. I've, I've got all the kind of, uh, you know, information I need about that, but I still have um, some big time problems with, with actually applying it. And that's where, that's where I, that's where I kind of get confused, you know. I'm sorry, where'd you get confused? With, um, well, I'm, I get confused because I understand how how it works, uh, you know, mechanically, like how savings works and how um, all that works. But I have, I still have, you know, emotional blocks or something else getting in the way of, of me actually doing that because it's, it's, it's not a matter, I'm just saying it's not a matter of, um, not knowing how. Oh yeah, how no. Listen, saving. I I have no a saving is 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 one of the easiest things to do, right? Like right. because it's it's not doing something, right. right? I mean, with smoking, you buy a pack of cigarettes and they're just sitting around, right? And you have the cigarettes, right? And so they're there. Whereas to go mm-hmm. and buy something like a an iPod or something, right? You've got to. You look up the flyers, you've got to look online, you've got to get reviews, you've got to figure out what kind you want, how much memory do you want, you've got to go and buy it, you've got to unpack it. So it's, it's more active to go and spend yeah. money uh, than it is usually, I mean, all, than it is, say, to, you know, you've got alcohol in the house, you have a drink, you've got cigarettes around, you have a smoke, or you're at a party, right. you bum one, or whatever, right? So it's usually more involved to go and spend money uh, shopping. Typically, and typically for me, at the time of purchase of something like an iPod, I kind of go drooly and unconscious and say, ooh, you know, shiny, 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 pretty right. <laughs> want. I can order it on the internet in like two minutes. It doesn't take much longer than buying a pack of cigarettes, really. Oh, right. So, so because for me uh, around shopping, there's a whole set of rituals, right? And that's right. just because I'm, 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 I'm a tightwad, right? So for right. me, shopping <laughs> is like huge amounts of research and trying to find the best price and figuring out if I want the extended warranty and looking at the right. Right, exactly. For certain things. I mean, I'll, I'll research other stuff but yeah for certain stuff no i just i'll just go with base base quant shiny like you were saying yeah yeah okay all right and uh the idea of not buying something uh how does that uh what how does that feel emotionally like if if you were to say okay i give me something that you bought that that you felt you could have avoided we might as well stick with the ipod i already had a working one, and I bought the uh, t- the new one. So, the iPod Touch, you mean? Right. Yeah. And you bought it for what reason? What was your what was your theory about why you needed it or wanted it? Um. Well, let's see. It would just have been that it was such a <laughs> such a leap in uh, in uh, technology to have the you know, the applications and all that sort of stuff, all the new stuff that's on there. Right. And it's something, it's something that's at least of interest to me, you know, kind of outside the base want for it. Like I, I just find technology fascinating in its right. own. Right. And uh, so. what did you do with your old iPod? I still have it. I haven't sold it or anything. It's, and why not? It's, 
that I don't know. I for sure. I know that there is. There's definitely the idea in my head that I wouldn't get much for it just because of the way they structure their their upgrades. Um, you know that it's it's easy to buy the new ones relatively cheaply compared to buying used ones. But right, so you maybe get a hundred bucks versus like right. a new iPod Touch is like two fifty or whatever or three hundred. Right, so you exactly. maybe get a hundred or hundred and twenty bucks or whatever for the old one. Right, exactly. It would, but that's not a reason not to sell it necessarily. I don't know why why I haven't done that. Well, I mean. It's because it's half off the new one, right? So if you can sell it for one twenty, and if the new one is two forty, then you get get the new one right. for one twenty, which is you know a little easier to justify and so on. Right, right. Okay, okay. And uh, it, was there a must-have? And I, I'm just trying to figure out your shopping reasoning. All right, was there a must-have application? I mean, I bought an iPod Touch. I weirdly enough got it for like two hundred bucks. Now they're two hundred and fifty. How often does that happen, right? But mm-hmm. um, I did get an iPod Touch, and the reason that I got it was that uh, I babysit a lot and I want to be able to check my emails without having to take the baby to a computer, right? Without having to take Isabella to the computer just in case there's something important or something urgent or I get a donation which makes me happy or in case there was a trial on the board or something. I wanted to be able to check my email without having to go to a computer, right? Because if I'm babysitting, Isabella's on the floor. I don't want to have to keep picking her up to go and check stuff going up the stairs and stuff, right? It's just not, it's not fun. I never like climbing stairs with a baby, even if I got two hands on her. It's just, you know, we always feel, oh right. my God, I could trip or whatever. <laughs> right, so for me, there was um, uh, the, the necessity of, of getting something like this. It's not absolute, but it became much more important when I was, uh, when I was babysitting, right? Because I needed mm-hmm. something portable for where I was, you know, with the baby. And so... Uh, and also, I was interested in the possibility of using it as a Skype call device so that I could roam around the house uh, if I was babysitting without being tired to the rather short lease of the wireless mic and, you know, just stuff like that. So for me, there was some, you know, it wasn't absolutely necessary, but there was a real benefit. Uh, plus, it's a write-off because, of course, I'm using it for work. And there was, of course, the shiny new toy factor, which was not unimportant for me. Uh, so, right. But I did a lot of research, of course. Am I going to get, you know, a, a, a netbook? Am I going to get a PSP? Am I going to get an iPod Touch? I did a lot of research before I went out uh, and bought it. But for me, that was a little bit more of a necessity. Was there anything like that for you where there was something that was important for you uh, about the, the technology that was uh, of more sort of immediate benefit? Um, more of a nice-to-have in the fact that having the Internet in my pocket whenever I'm around a Wi-Fi connection was a nice thing, but it wasn't something to the degree like, like you're talking about, you know, using it for, for work specifically or making life easier uh, while, you know, uh, with Isabella. So. Right. And, and um, for me, and I, I, I believe it or not, I do actually go through these silly things and I'm just pointing this out as another way of looking at your shopping. So I yeah. figured, okay, well, if I'm spending an hour a week going up and down the stairs to check the computer with a baby, and I have mm-hmm. the iPod for two years, that's like 104 hours, right, that, I'm, that I don't have to spend because it just pings me if there's email and I can check it right away while I'm right. sitting there playing with her or whatever. So for me, it was like, okay, so I get, I get to save 100 hours and it's going to cost me $200 because I just got the 8 gig one because I don't really want to put music on it. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, so would I spend $2 an hour to not have to go and check email carrying a baby? And for me, it was like, hell yeah, right? Uh, so, uh, so for me, that was sort of the rough calculation. And there may be some, some ways for you to look at that kind of stuff, um, to look at what it is you're saving, how much you expect to save, what is 
the amount of money per hour that you're saving and so on. And where you can't justify it, you might want to revisit it. But that's, you know, I, you know, I say, well, I wouldn't want to spend, I wouldn't spend 20 bucks an hour to, to, for that benefit, but you know, I'd spend two or three bucks an hour and that's sort of fell within the price range there for me. So it's just ways of looking at things that, uh, to, to break it down. I keep having this conversation with Christina, right? When, when there's something that we, we have to do that she wants to do, but other people can do for us, right? So, you know, we, we, we basically are paying people, I don't know, it's like 10 bucks an hour uh, to, to come and do some, like aerate the lawn and, and, and uh, put some fertilizer in and so on. And, and she's like, well, we could do that easily. And I'm like, we certainly could, right? And we could also cut our own hair and we could, uh, uh, I don't know, figure out how to change the oil in our own cars and so on. But um, is your time more valuably spent working on your business or seeing a patient or doing advertising or marketing? Uh, or is my time better spent doing a listener conversation? Because lots of people can put holes in your lawn, but very few people i.e. one, can either do an FDR conversation or run your uh, your uh, clinic, right? So um, so for me, it's like the cost-benefit of, of this kind of stuff is, is really important. And it's a, I think it's a good way to try and make decisions uh, uh, in your life. And of course, I will sometimes make a wrong decision, like I'll get something refurbished that turns out to not work very well because, you know, like I save 200 bucks and then end up spending 10 hours trying to <laughs> get it to work and, and so on. Then I have to go and buy something new. So there are times when I calculate wrong, as we all do. But I think when you look at those kinds of decisions, if you try and break it down into some reasonably objective cost-benefit situation, you know, what is the value? Let's say you have the iPod Touch for two years. How often do you uh, spend uh, time uh, checking the internet at a at a Wi-Fi place, how many hours? Well, late? well, here's the thing. I I use it quite a lot, but I think, uh, to a large degree, it, it actually distracts from from important things to me. You know, so that I'll just kind of uh, you know absently grab it and you know load up the Facebook application and check my Facebook just because it's right there in my pocket. You know, and I could, and then you know, check this other thing. So I'm not sure I use it a lot, but I don't know that it's necessarily saving me time. Right. Okay. Yeah. But so what, I mean, I mean, we go to see a movie that doesn't save us time right. at all. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, I get, I get an amazing pleasurable, right? Right. 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 Okay. Um, so, so these are just, just ways to think about it, but these aren't particular calculations that you have for you. It is just like, it's like, well, I really, really want it. And if I deny myself, what, what does that mean? What does it mean for you if you can't, uh, if you just say no? And I'm, I'm not saying if you should or shouldn't. I mean, but we just go right. with this particular example. But what does it mean for you emotionally if right. you say, I'm not going to get it, or I'm going to get it in six months, or I'm whatever, right? Well, and yeah, and I've, and I've uh, done that before, too, that I'll, you know, like I'll get it in. X amount of time, or I'll, uh, you know, see whether I can hold over a little money from the next paycheck to, to make it easier to buy. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to get at the, the actual emotions, the, the thoughts that come back up when I, when I do end up going back and buying it, you know, you know, going against that, uh, that uh, idea that I'd wait. Um, well, let's go with something easier because I know it can be tricky to get the feelings. Let's go with something that's a little more immediate. It would be entirely possible for you to sell both your iPod and your iPod Touch 
for about the same price as your iPod, right? Yes. So if you were to say, well, you know, I can't really justify this, so I'm just going to sell this stuff and uh, and uh, like today, and then I won't have it. I mean, how does that make you feel? Um. Well, that that would make me kind of. I mean, that would make me angry if that was something that I felt that I had to do. Okay, and what, what's the anger? What's that to do with? I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do this, you understand. Yeah. I'm just saying, what are the feelings? That right. Are? Oh, right, absolutely. Um, well, because I, do, because I do get use out of, the, um, out of the iPod Touch, that's worth more to me than what I'd make from selling it at this point. Well, so what you're saying is this isn't a purchase that you regret. That that is correct. I, it's a purchase I regret the timing of because I bought it. Um, you know, I bought it before I had you know the money saved for it or had had a padding enough to comfortably purchase it. You know. All right. So and what if you would what if you were to say to someone? Because you see, it's a little frustrating because you you don't actually have a big problem with your iPod Touch. Right, so if you're calling up about problems with deferring gratification, but you don't have a big problem with your iPod Touch, then we're not going right. to get very far, right? Right. Right, because you seem quite agonized when we talked about your electronics purchases, about you know the 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 degree of debt that you've gotten into and the so on, right? But but if you're going to talk about your iPod Touch without any particular kind of regret, then right. Well, then I have. I mean, I yeah, there are definitely things that I have purchased that there's regret about. I. Um, you know, I have bought, I've bought, uh, guitars that I don't use, um, you know, in a similar way. Okay. So let's, let's go with the, do you still have those guitars? Yes, I do. So why don't you sell this stuff? I mean, the thought that comes up for me, and I mean, it feels kind of to do that. Sorry, kind of what? You're breaking up there. All right, we'll just wait for a sec. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was saying the idea that comes up for me is that it would be that it would be uh, a hassle to do that and get and get a. Do you have anything else running on your internet? You're breaking up for me. No, I... Oh, dear. Oh, we lost him. Okay. Hello. Sorry about that. No problem at all. Yeah. So it would be a hassle, right, to to sell these things? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm irritated um, in the moment by that because I I know it's not true in a lot of ways. 
What's not true? Um, that it that it would be more of a hassle than the money that it's worth. Uh, well, it is a hassle, right? Right. It's. I mean, it's effort. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and it is. Look, I mean, I, I, I totally understand that. I mean, it is a hassle. It's annoying, right? So some guy sent me a donation check the other day made out to Free Domain Radio. I couldn't cash it, right? <laughs> it took me like a week to write the letter back to him, you know, send it to find his address, get the check, right? It's just, it's a hassle, right? Yeah. So it, it is a hassle for sure, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's collecting dust at your house. It might as well go to some use and, and you know, you could stick something up in your building or at work or just start asking around if anybody wants it. And even if you only got like 50 bucks for it, it's out of your house and you got 50 bucks, right? Right. So, so I think that we're not talking, I think that to be perfectly honest, Jason, I think that this is just a big smoke screen. I don't think this is the real issue because you're actually not expressing any particular discontent about it. You know, mild irritation is not really the purpose of FDR calls. You know, my bus right. was late today. I need a call with Steph. You know, that doesn't really fit, right? I know, right? I'm not saying you're doing anything consciously, you understand, but I just don't think that no. we're getting to, to what the issue is. Well, I, yeah, that, that, would, that would make sense to me. So let me tell you what I think, uh, what I think the issue might be, and, and then you can tell me if I'm you know, completely full of turnips, right? But I'm not going to talk about your electronics purchases because there's just no particular emotional energy there, so... Uh, it's okay. not it's not a big deal. And you're 27, 28? How old are you again? 27. 27, thank you. So you're 27, and um, uh, what uh, what does your life look like to you? Um, not ideally, but based on a continuation of current trends when you're uh, 45. So based on a continuation of of what I have been doing? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you don't need to think about it because you already know the answer, right? Yeah, I do, and I'm already feeling so. Um, yeah, go on, tell me. Um, really sad. I feel really sad. I understand. I understand, and I think that's what we want to talk about. So, yeah. and, and, and I respect, you know, I respect that it's, it's tough to talk about and I certainly do respect, uh, and appreciate and, uh, 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 I feel honored by the feelings that you're feeling and, and I think that's important. So tell me what, uh, what is the, what does your life look like when you're 45, 18 years from now, right, based on? It's, uh, based on the, based on the current, uh, trajectory of my life, um, it wouldn't be that much different um, in in uh, from the outside anyway. Um, I would be working in some kind of um, some kind of job where I can just go and do it and not have to think and make decisions. Um, not one where I'm like an entry level job, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, uh, or or maybe a step or two above it, um, possibly like supervising a group of people doing the same thing, but still doing the job while I'm supervising them. Or yeah, like a team lead or something, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Um, at it would be with, uh, given the current trajectory, it would be with a company that I don't particularly care to work for. 
or that I outright dislike or despise as as um, their their business practices or whatever. Right. Um. So that's that. Um. I would. As a result, then I would be kind of just less interested in, uh, less passionate about life in general. And I think that's the part that's really sad to me. Um, All right. So tell me, uh, tell me a typical weekday when you're 45, what, uh, what happens, right? You, let's say you have a day job at doing something, right? Just so it's not too complicated, right? right? So what's your, what's your day like? Um, I get up and, uh, you know, take a shower and have some cereal. I, I, uh, given the current trajectory, I, I mean, I'd, uh, I don't know if I'd probably live in an apartment still. Yeah, I mean, sure, you're not going to have a house, right? I mean, if you like right. the electronics and you you uh, don't have a uh, a decent income, right, uh, or an income that is you know even even average, or you're not going to have a condo, or so it's unlikely, right? Right. So um, you're still living pretty much in the same place or the same type of place you're living now, right? I would think, yeah, and I but with a lot I of guitars. With a lot of guitars. And a lot of guitars and electronics. Sorry, go on. Really big TV. Right. Um, Absolutely. And and I don't know, maybe maybe a wife, maybe a girlfriend, but definitely not. <sighs> definitely not the happiest I can be, or the. I, I don't know the best the best way to say it. So I'll just say the best I can do. You know. Um. Because of that, because of that uh, uh, lack of passion in life that would that would follow from from feeling like life is an entry-level position at a job in a company you don't care for. I mean, that would just, that would carry over to so many different aspects of my life. I'd, uh, so I don't know. If, yeah. So I'd, I'd have, I'd have breakfast. I'd go to work. I would tune out and do the job for eight hours. Like you do now, right? Like I do now. And, and, uh, it, right. And the reason I tune out is so that I can avoid wishing I wasn't there. Well, yeah, you don't really avoid it, but I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, and then I would come home. I don't know. I would, I would maybe hang out with, um, with somebody. It, um, I don't, I don't know from there. I, well, sure you do. Like I'm sure you do. Well, we can go back if you want, right? Because the reason that uh, I think the reason you're stalling here is you're trying to figure out whether you have a wife or a girlfriend when you come home at night, right? Right. Okay. Well, so, and and I'm also and I'm also trying to figure out whether, um, 
FDR is in uh, current trajectory, 45-year-old Jason's future. Okay, well, I wouldn't worry about that so much, right? Because uh, um, let's just work on on the sort of continuation of current trends, which is that if FDR is in your current trajectory, it's yeah. still not causing you to, uh, right, to really change things, right? Uh, right. Well, it's right. Not, it's it's a it's a it's an entertainment it's listen, me, right? Well, I'm. I mean, it's not causing me to change things regarding passion and career for sure. I, I mean, I definitely have changed quite a lot. Um, okay. The, All right. All right. But let's, uh, let's, but sorry. And let's just leave FDR if you don't mind, right? Sure. We can come back. Yeah, that's if you like. So yeah. tell me the scenario uh, under which you are going to meet. Let's say that, I mean, am I going to assume that you do want to say get married in your life? That's something that would be on your list. Yeah. it's on okay. list. So tell me how that's, uh, how that's going to work. Um, uh, what is your, um, uh, how, how are you going to meet the woman? What's she going to be like? How's the courtship going to go if you're working at this, uh, right. do nothing job and right. Right. Well, it would have to be in one way or another, another do nothing job type person. Um, or at least someone who. Well, yeah, because an ambitious person would go kind of nuts through with you, right? Right, absolutely. And an ambitious person, I would be a, a debt to take on for an ambitious girlfriend, you know? What do you mean? Uh, because I'm, or a wife, I mean, because I'm uh, far in debt money-wise. Oh, right, okay. And I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, working out of that at any. Yeah, so by that time, you might have actually gone through a bankruptcy or something. Right, right, yeah. But, okay, so you meet some woman, and, you know, you're interested in her, she's interested in you, and she says, uh, okay, tell me about your life, right? And and what are you going to say at that point in your life? Say 40 or whatever, right? Say you're 40. Right. 35. What are you, you going to say? Um... Uh, I would, I would say I, <laughs> no, if I was, if I was interested in her, I would want to say that it's better than it is, but I'm having a really hard time uh, coming up with the words for that right now. Well, sure. Because I mean, you word. wouldn't want to start with a falsehood if you really like someone, right? Right, because we we want to have the kind of life that we don't have to embellish, right? And and if you have and see uh, to me whether you have the highfalutin or lowfalutin job isn't particularly relevant. It's relevant to your desires and expectations, right? Right. So okay. if you have a philosophy which says, "Look, all I want to do is um, go to work, uh, come home, you know, watch some TV, play with my iPod." and go to bed, right? And that's, to me, a great life. Then you're in accordance with your values, right? Right. And so you can describe that without shame. Or you could at least say, look, I know some people would consider that kind of a waste of my talents and abilities, but to me, that's what it, 
you know, life is just about enjoying the moment and that's what I like to do in the moment and I don't have any desires or ambitions for anything grander or greater. So that is the way I want to live my life and I'm very happy with the choices that I've made. I and mean, maybe that's possible, right? I'm sure it is possible. I, uh, <laughs> I'm certain it's not. I've never met somebody me. who has abilities uh, and you're obviously very intelligent and not to mention extremely witty. I mean, you're very, very funny. Right. So it's um, I've never met anyone who has abilities, who undershoots to the degree that you are, who stays happy or even remotely content. But the problem is the unhappiness kicks in when it's too late to change. Right. Because if the unhappiness kicks in when you're 35 or 40, it's really hard to undo that damage. Right. Right. Like nobody wants nobody tries to become a doctor when they're 80. Right. <laughs> Right, so if you kind of dum-de-dum your way through the days you know, on the spur of the moment and should I buy the iPod or not, rather than what kind of life do I want to design my, for myself in a decade, you know, and all of the implications that go with that, right? Like, I mean, who am I going to have in my life if I don't right. take, take on my fears? Um, what kind of example am I going to set if I end up having kids? What kind of person am I going to end up having kids with? Who are my friends going to be? How are the people 20 years my junior going to look at me if I'm supposed to be supervising them and have some authority and they look at me and say, well, wait a second, you're just kind of having authority over me, but look at what you've done with your life or rather not done with it, right? It'd be kind of, kind of humiliating because you can, I mean, particularly you're a kind of a baby-based guy, right? And you're very charming. So you can get away with this for quite some time, right? But, uh, you know, the bill always comes due, right? But uh, so tell me a little bit more. And I hope you understand. I, I, I'm certainly not criticizing. I'm just trying to point out the inevitable realities, right? Right. No, it's not taken as criticism at all. That's. I mean, if this is the life you want, I, I'm not going to argue you with it, right? But you, you're discontented and you're fearful and you feel very sad when you I'm look really, at the future. Really, really sad right now. All right. So tell me, it's enough about my yammering. Tell me about uh, what your uh, what your experience is. when. It was specifically when you said that it's a perfectly valid lifestyle choice to uh, want to just work, get a job that you don't have to think about and buy the newest iPod and, you know, whatever, and tool around on the Internet at night. Um, and that's that's true. And it's true that that's a valid uh, lifestyle choice but it it is absolutely not what i want yeah it's completely depressing right it's it's completely depressing absolutely yeah because you're gonna you know you're gonna look back at the end of your life and you're gonna say well i played some video games i tooled around on the internet i never had real love i never had children or if i did they didn't particularly respect me and i couldn't be very helpful to them i underachieved right. my whole life and now the earth is going to close over me and I will be no more. And why was I so scared? Right. And the, the barbecue has been churning a lot of this up for me because like you, like you had said in one of the, uh, you know, the podcast you released or, or whatever, but, but uh, it, it kind of gave me a really significant compared to what for how relationships with people can work. Mm-hmm. It was 
it was really, really moving for me, really eye-opening for me in uh, the regard of, of uh, like how I want my, my everyday daily interactions to be with the people around me that I care about um, as, as soon as possible. And so I've had this idea, um, you know, of, of, uh, of moving to be near people that I, that I care about. Um, and it's becoming more, uh, it's a, it's a big motivator for me, at least, uh, it feels like it has been so far toward, uh, like I've gotten, I haven't been until now, I haven't been in therapy, but I just started, uh, uh, therapy last week. Fantastic. Um, and, um, so, and I'm, I'm, uh, I want to turn on the afterburners like, uh, like you had talked about a while back with, with Phil, I want to hit that and go, um, But and, yeah, uh, but it's hard to know how, right? And break out, yeah, of of, of the uh, this crushing, this just totally crushing monotony. Right. So it I've got a question. My, Sorry, go ahead. It kills my uh, creativity, and I feel like that's one of one of the things I would have to offer the world. I agree. Uh, you're very inventive, and uh, again, your your humor is a significant gift, which can really uh, lighten people, right? Yeah, and that's. That's something I'd, I'd be interested in bringing to bear yeah, on the world. But when I think about how it makes makes me anxious, for sure. Sure. So uh, I've got another question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Sure. Uh, who? Because you, 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 it's it's like you're it's like you're carrying out a prison sentence. Sure. You know, called solitary, small, inconsequential confinement. You know, it's like yeah. you just got dumped in a cell with you know eight by eight, and you're just trying to make the best of it, right? Right. So who sentenced you to this little life of anxious inconsequentiality? What did you do that was so wrong that you got sentenced to this in the eyes of someone? Or who would have been threatened by you not having this little life? How did you end up in this little cell? Right. Um, I mean, that's my, that's my parents. Go on. Um, that is, that is already the life that my mom lives. What do you mean? Um, of, uh, small desires, uh, uh, Moment to moment and daily, uh, you know, daily pleasures. No bigger life goals necessarily that are. Sorry, necessarily. What do you mean? Uh, I, That's a I'm, word I'm that saying, dilutes what you're saying. So, no, you mean she has right. some major life goals? No, that I was, it, it was uh, that I can think of. So, I guess that's another dilution. Yeah, because if you can't, I mean, we know our parents very I well. Would know, right? yeah, I, I would yeah, you right. would know. You would know. No Sorry, and I, I'm just not trying to catch you. I just want to make sure I, I was like, if there's ambiguity, I want to know it, right? And if there's not, then I just want to check on that. So, sorry, go ahead. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, <laughs> no, necessarily. No, I <laughs> see. I just did. Yeah. No larger life goals, right? I think we could be. No, I'm, no you ambition, know. no larger life goals. Right, right. Okay. And, and my dad, um, while he does have a successful career, um, he has a really, really low self-esteem. Right, um, right. Uh, you know, to, to the point where he had told me a few times later, later on, in when I wasn't a kid anymore, when I was like in my twenties, he would tell me that you know he admired my optimism and my outlook on life and and people, and because he just feels like people hate him, or you know the world automatically dislikes him, and people are are no good. Right, and I certainly don't get that sense from you. That, that that's your no. opinion. That's that's not even close to my perspective. Right. Okay. And uh, sorry, uh, you were you going to say something else? Um, just that those are the those are the kind of people who would absolutely be threatened by the kind of kid that I would have been that I was. So, so okay. Two two questions there. First first question is of course the kind of kid that you were. Tell me tell me about that. Right. Right, because I was uh, incredibly inquisitive uh, and curious about everything I could think of, you know, uh, people in the world and how how relationships worked and and why. Um, I I liked to do. Lots of different things, you know. So when I was a kid, I my dad was a computer programmer when I was growing up. And I asked him to teach me how to program computers. Uh, you know, and he did that a little bit to what, ex- to what extent we could on our home computer. And, um, you know, I, I would do all, I don't know, I would... I would do all kinds of like creative things. I would write a lot. I would, you know, make up uh, movies and commercials with their camcorder and and stuff like that. I those are just. I don't know if this is if this is helpful at all. Um, very very helpful, right? So you had I, an energetic, curious, creative, right? Spirit, right. I was I was go go go. Uh, and what was your parents' emotional reaction? to this aspect of your yourself or not even this aspect to yourself, right? It's not even an aspect. This is you, right? Right. Right. And it was almost always indifference. Right. Right. Except that's not quite true. Right. No, we can never not. be uh, indifferent to our children any more than right. we can be indifferent to our parents. Right. Right. Exactly. So I experienced it as indifference as a kid. No. No. no, you didn't experience indifference is the story that you have as an adult. You experienced okay. it as something quite different when you were a child. Okay. Well, and I'm sorry, the reason the reason that I'll say that is the vast majority of people in this planet are completely indifferent to what I'm doing at FDR because right. they've never heard about it or even if they have, they don't care, right? Right. But that indifference doesn't stop me in my tracks. 
So indifference is not a descriptive enough phrase if you because it has stopped you, right? Oh yeah. Right. So it's got to be more than indifference. It's got to be something more personal that you experienced. Right. Well, and and I know when I said indifference, I knew that indifference help, uh, uh, was covering up. Right. Okay. So rejection. good. I don't have rejection. to convince you of that. So let's get the. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm there. I'm there already. It was rejection. Go on. Um. It was that those ambitions threatened their threatened their desire or their capacity to stay small themselves. Right. And um, that I that I wasn't interested in living small and keeping quiet. Yeah, no, no, no. It wasn't that you weren't interested. Children are more passionate than that, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, you had particular thoughts and feelings about your parents and their smallness, let's say, right? That was oh, not right. indifference and, right? What was it? Right. Oh, my feelings about my parents' smallness? Yeah. Like, so they would uh, um, be, uh, you know, indifference to a, ch a child's enthusiasm is, is squelching. It's crippling. It's right. I mean, it's, it's not neutral. Right. Right. My, oh, oh, my experience of their indifference, I, that would have made me very angry. Right. And go on. Uh, because um, well, because they were my access to the world, you know, sure, they were my way of getting at the camcorder and my my tape recorder that I'd make radio shows on and, and you 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 would have no idea whether what you were doing was interesting or not. Except right. based on your parents' reaction, like if I, I'm, I'm telling you this as a as a as a parent, right? I mean, Isabella doesn't have any idea what's funny. She only knows what makes us laugh. Yeah, she can only read what she's doing in our reactions. She doesn't know right from wrong. She only knows what we approve of or disapprove of, right? Yeah, right. Like she doesn't know that 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 picking up. A plant is a plant uh, leaf is bad because you know we don't know what's on it, right? Versus picking up one of her clean toys, right? She doesn't know the plant leaf, but she only knows our reaction to to that, right? Is it something that we approve of or disapprove of? Right. So yeah, the her identity, day. her sense of self, her sense of what works, her sense of humanity, her sense of connection, is so defined by our reactions to her, and a lack of reaction to her would give her the feeling of non-existence and anger. Because she would perceive it, rightly so, as withholding. Right. As selfish. And in a lot of ways, that is where I'm stuck uh, with regards to uh, creative things, too. That I, that I don't feel like it's real or has value outside. You know, that I, that I have to run it by a whole bunch of people before I can convince myself that it's any good. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. I mean, how could it be otherwise, right? Because it's still unconscious, right? I don't know that this connection... Sorry, I don't know that this connection is very clear to you. Does that make sense? Right. No, and this is this is something that's come up before, but just, like... 
you know, and I knew it was related, but not, not in this kind of, of detail. Let me ask you this question then. So let's go back to you at 45. Okay. And you have a seven-year-old kid bursting with enthusiasm who wants to make videos, who wants to do stand-up, who wants to uh, engage people, who wants to be creative, right? Right. And you're going to some dumbass, low-rent, brain-dead job every day, having rejected all of your creativity and enthusiasm for the sake of comforting people who are scarcely worth your time. How are you going to feel looking at the limitless possibilities for your son and his enthusiasms? And his excitement, how are you going to feel about your life in the face of that? It's a failure. I'm going to resent. Are you going to be able to say to him, you can do anything you set your mind to? Courage and perseverance will get you anything that you really, your heart desires? I'm going to resent it. Go on. I'd have to resent it because I'd have to I'd have to have convinced myself on some level that it's not possible. Yeah, it would be it would be a complicated conversation to have at the very least. Because to be truly honest, you'd have to say, I'm gonna tell you a whole bunch of stuff that I don't really believe. Right. Right? Because of course our children don't judge our words, they judge our deeds, right? Just like everybody does, right? Right. I'm going to tell you you can do anything that you want, but clearly I'm not doing anything that I want, right? Right. So it'd be a confusing conversation, to say the least, right? Right. And, and the sad thing, of course, is it would make his enthusiasm become about your failure, right? Right, it would be a repeat of my... It, would be a, it wouldn't be as bad, right? It wouldn't be as bad. I mean, trust me, right? There would be an improvement. But instead of him being able to enjoy his enthusiasm, it would become about your depression and feelings of, of loss and, and uh, ineffective, ineffectiveness and so on, right? Right. Which would be kind of a heavy load to place upon a shining, enthusiastic young child. Right, child so children. if I wanted... Yeah, if I wanted to be a filmmaker, I'd... I'd encourage him too much or I'd force him into that kind of thing, possibly. Yeah, you, you would not be able to be objective, available, and open to him, right? Right. 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 So, like, I mean, I, I, I always try to make the listener calls about the listener, right? So they don't end up with me getting all passionate about something they don't really care about and then wonder why it's so important to me when it's not important to them and there's all those mismatches. I try to you know, wrap around the listener's needs like a, you know, like a pitcher wraps around the water that's in it, right? So that it's not, yes. and I use sometimes personal examples, but hopefully they're usually if not always relevant to the person and help to illustrate and so on. And I will express sympathy and my own issues just so that they don't feel that they're alone in, in dealing with it. So I try, right. and you know, this is you know the first time we've talked about this and I hope that you're experiencing that. Like I'm trying to make it uh, it's it's about you and your history. It's certainly not about you know problems I've had with ambition or anything like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so it'd be very tough for you to do that though if you had all these unresolved uh, feelings or things that you've avoided, right? Right. 
I mean, I think I think it's a very useful thing to, if especially if we want kids, although it's useful either way, right? To say, well, what should my life be? Uh, well, what would my child admire? Right. I mean, I think that's that. You know, like I mean, just between you and I. <laughs> Um, you know, one of the things that really sustained me through the media stuff late last year was thinking about my my unborn baby and thinking about, you know, when she's an adult, she's going to find out about this or, you know, I'll tell her about it. And how is she going to feel about what it is that I did, um, you know, in the original call and in my subsequent interactions with the media? Uh, right. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely convinced that she's going to be enormously proud of what I did and say, wow, that really was tough. Right. But you really stood up for that young man and, you know, whatever. Right. In, in no one else had. And, you know, so I, I think she's really going to be, be proud of that when she learns about it as an adult. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that was that was a, a powerful example for me to to think of my seven year old kid. Right. How are you going? Because he's, you know, kind of he's, he's going to have could. your genes. He's not going to have your history. Right. So he's going to be like you, but with right. a better, better parent. Right. It's kind of up to me how much better. <laughs> well, it is, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think not only does this help you to understand, don't, I'm not saying to sympathize, but to understand with the choices that your parents made, you know, that, that yeah. your enthusiasm um, left them feeling uh, depressed and anxious about what they had not achieved themselves, which, which is not about achievements in the world, right? It's about happiness and enthusiasm for that which is so clearly and obviously good, right? And, and it is clearly and obviously good that children are happy, creative, and enthusiastic. You know, like it, it would take a Grinch of nearly supernatural proportions to find that to be significantly problematic, right? Right. And that's so clearly a positive thing. There's no particular ambiguity. It can be a little tiring for sure. Right. Uh, in the same way that my daughter's boundless curiosity as an infant can be a little tiring, but it's so clearly a good thing that there's just there would be no reasonable way to to oppose it and, and make that believable to yourself. Right. Right. So, yeah, so I think I think that that kind of life, right, living your life from the eyes of your future children and, and what they would be most happy and respectful about. Uh, the choices that you were making, living the kind of life. Because if you're going to have kids, your life is going to be an example to your children, whether you like it or not. It's, that's going to be impossible to avoid, right? Right. And it's going to be an example to your wife, and it's going to be an example to your friends. I mean, that's all impossible, right? It's impossible to avoid. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you meet uh, someone that you're really interested in, mm -hmm. uh, a, a potential uh, a girlfriend or whatever, right? It's, uh, you know, is their life going to be something that they're going to respect and admire? Which, which doesn't have anything to do particularly with external achievements, though it may. If you're, if you're intelligent and ambitious and creative, as you obviously are, then it will have something to do with that simply because we just can't be very happy without exercising our faculties. It's just, it's, it's just the way that we are, right? Like Isabella can't be very happy if she's, you know, she, she actually doesn't, she doesn't have to do smack during the day, right? 
we could just carry her around and feed her. Right. Like the permanent hammock with the IV drip of chocolate, right? I mean, that would be a pretty sweet life in some ways, right? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing, right? But, but that, that's, that's not what she wants. What she wants is to explore the world. What she wants is to learn how to turn over and how to crawl and how to knock her blocks together and how to, uh, to pick things up and put them down and switch them from hand to hand and learn how to talk. And that's what she desperately wants. And, and if we can find her from doing that, like if we swaddled her or bound her up really tightly, she'd be in a frenzy of discontent. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we simply are happy, are happiest when we are extending and exploring our own capacities and using ourselves to as great a potential as we can. You know, that's, that's just the way it is, right? I mean, to, to expect otherwise is like saying, well, I should be really happy and feel great when I have appendicitis, but that's not how we're wired. We're wired to feel like crap when we have appendicitis, right? Yeah. And we're wired to really feel happy when we are extending and exploring our own capacities and using ourselves to our greatest potential. Not 24-7, right? But, but you know what I mean, right? We just... There's, you know, that's the same reason we don't play the same video game over and over. Like everyone's not just sitting there playing Pong still, right? Right, right. And right. you don't want to be that dad, right? You don't want to be that dad that, you know, comes down like a lead balloon on the tiny flowers of his children's enthusiasms, right? Or has to distance, you have to distance yourself from their enthusiasms because you've distanced yourself from your own. Right, right. And I think that's what hit me so hard about that, that example. Because um, if you, I mean, if you don't, uh, and this is going to sound harsh, right? And I certainly don't mean this in any personal level. But to me, if you don't do the work, you really shouldn't be a, a parent. Right. Oh, yeah, that's because, I mean, because that was... you'll be kind of toxic. Right. And it's not the kids. You know, the kids obviously will probably be happy to be alive and so on. But it's like. If you don't do the work, then you're you're going to be a kind of on the toxic side in, in particular areas as a parent. Right. If we don't work to surmount the past, if we don't work to deal with that, which has made us emotionally shut off, shut down and unavailable to others, then it's a cruelty to have children, in my opinion. Right. Right. Absolutely. But. <laughs> Definitely. That's why. That's why that that example is so sad because current trajectory forty five year old me with a seven year old is an abusive parent, or you know. I I, no I, I don't think. I think that's that probably is is too strong in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think that you would be abusive, but I think you would be confusing and unavailable, and there would be a great contradiction and a disorienting contradiction between your words and your life. Mm. Like, you'd want to be enthusiastic for your kid, but you'd get really depressed, right? Right. You, and you'd get depressed either way. If your child's enthusiasm died as a result of your indifference and hostility, then you'd feel like shit for that, right? Yeah. And if it didn't, then you'd feel panicky, anxious, and depressed because you'd realize that you could have broken through, but you didn't. And your life became a waste as a result. Right. So there's no good scenario if you don't work through this. There's no good scenario by which you can be a, a, the dad that you want to be, the dad that you didn't get, right? Right. 
And of course, if you have, and this is just one side of the equation, right? Because if you have a wife who's enthusiastic about enthusiasm, she's never going to marry you if you have a girlfriend, right? <laughs> right. Right, because right? it's like, and, welcome to my dungeon of distracted electronic indifference, right? And the Failure total... And the, slow declining despair. It's like, yay, <laughs> I love enthusiasm, but I'm, I'm, I'm good with this too, right? Right. And the total mindfuck of, of that whole thing is that that's exactly the kind of person that I'd want to be with, you know? I mean, you know... To, Somebody who was enthusiastic about enthusiasm? Yeah, and about uh, about life and, and all that stuff. All that stuff that, I mean, it's still there in me, but... but yeah. yeah, all the stuff that you, you haven't as yet, you know. And I hope you understand. I mean this with all sympathy and all respect for your, your, yeah. your dedication to working with this. So, I mean, I really do respect your you know, going to therapy and getting involved in, in, in philosophy and, and self-knowledge. I mean, you will deal with this. I feel confident of that. It's going to be hard as hell, but you will yeah. deal with it, right? But, but if you didn't, right, a current trajectory, you would find somebody who, who was enthusiastic and they might feel, you know, okay, well, so he's maybe not achieved what he wants, but we'll be patient with that. But after a while, if you didn't change, right? I mean, yeah, she would just, right. you know, I, I'm sorry. Like I, because she would recognize that, that she would have kids with a father who would be, you know, kind of a wet blanket around this sort of stuff and so on, right? And if you chose a woman who was uh, in the same way as you, right, uh, uh, fearful of uh, taking risks and, and achievement and, and uh, creativity and self-expression and so on uh, and ambition, then the, the, the child would be facing two parents with that same thing and then if you became really enthusiastic about the child's enthusiasm that would be kind of weird for the kid because your own life would would deny it and how would your wife react because that would be right. the implicit bargain you would have had which is that you don't you don't do that right right we stay small in this marriage yeah yeah that's right so i mean you you would probably end up getting divorced right right yay right <laughs> great right and that's the best right. case scenario, right? I mean, that's assuming that you could even find a woman who would, you know, be happy to uh, to do all of that right. and would be that way, right? Right. Ex yeah, exactly. And the reason that I'm saying all of this is, and I, I know, I know that you're easily intelligent enough to know all of this stuff, right? I, I'm not telling you anything that I don't know. It's just that our days can be you know, drip, 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 right? <laughs> um, yes, I know just what you mean. Just pass by, you know, like cars going by our window, right? And we just sit there and we, we play a video game and we have a chat with someone. We go to work and we watch a DVD and we watch some TV and it's drip, 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 right? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's startling, though necessary, to, to, to look at how the drips are accumulating, right? And, and where they're going and what the trend is and what's happening, right? Right. And that's sort of what I try to annoyingly do with people, right? Right. There's a, um, a line from uh, uh, the Pink Floyd song, I think it's called Time. Yeah. And uh, it's a, uh, let me just see if I can dig it up. I think it's a good. Uh, digging away the moments that take up a dull day. The moments that make up a dull day. Fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way. 
digging around, around on a piece of ground in your hometown, waiting for someone or something to show you the way. Right. And then one day you find 10 years have got behind you. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. And there is that, that drip, 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 right? Plans that either yeah. come to naught or half a page of scribbled lines. There it's is one that. Of my songs, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful set of lyrics and a fantastic album, right. of course, right? But there Absolutely. is that problem of the drip, drip, drip. See, because, and the, and the funny thing is that this guy singing this song, you know, when he wrote one of the most influential albums, some of the most influential <laughs> albums in history ever, because he's, because he's conscious of that risk, he, he ends up acting in the moment, right? Right. But your days are just going to just gonna fall away, you know, like, like bits of earth eroding from a cliff edge, right? And then one day you just go down with them. And uh, the drip, drip, drip of the everyday inconsequentiality. And there is so much distraction and inconsequentiality in our, in our days, right? That's natural. Nobody can live a life of 100% rich, deep, powerful meaning, right? I mean, we all have right. to take crap and scratch ourselves, right? I mean, there is that. We all have to go to the dentist, which is not rich, deep, meaningful, and spiritual. So there is that aspect in life. But what I'm really trying to point out to you is that you're still young enough, though, that I would say that there's not much time. There's not much time for you because we do become set in our ways. Your brain wiring stopped at a brain rewiring stopped a couple of years ago, right? Your brain mm -hmm. finally matured at the age of 24, 25 or so, right? So you're two years or three years past that. There's not much time, right? We, we, we sort of sit there and say, okay, well, I'm 27. Maybe I'll live to be 67 or 77 or 87. So I've got, you know, 40, 50, 60 more years. But that's not true because the real question is how much time do we have to actually change, right? Because you don't want to be 45 and having a kid because that means you're going to have to start dating someone who's in her early to mid-30s, so it's going to be 10 or 15 years younger than you, which is going to be weird, right? Yeah. Right? So you've got to look backwards from when you have a kid and figure out, well, who do I need, how do I need to change, how quickly do I need to change in order to attract the kind of woman to be comfortable enough in who I am to change my life to the point where, you know, I can have a kid while still in my 30s, hopefully, right? So, so you don't have much time at all, right? And that's why I'm trying to inject some urgency in this final stage of our conversation. Because yeah. if you spend two years changing now, you can be 29 or 30, right? Right. And then you're going to have to start finding a woman, uh, uh, which could take some time. Uh, you're going to have to go through some trial and error, perhaps. And uh, then you're going to have to get married. And you don't want to have kids right away because you kind of get to get your marriage settled in first, right? So suddenly you're 35, 36. If you've got someone who's the same age, then it's pretty much now or never, right? So what I'm saying is you don't have much time. This is not a in a year or two from now because you don't have that time if you want kids. And if you don't want kids, then what's going to happen is you're either going to end up with a woman who doesn't want kids. And I mean, maybe that's fine, too. I, I don't know a lot of women who are really healthy who just don't want kids at all. Right. There seems I mean, but that's that's a controversial thing, which I'm not saying is proven. It's just going to be my experience. Right. But uh, or you're going to find a woman who already has kids and you're going to have that really complicated situation of being a stepdad. Right. Yeah. And not you then you can't be an authority figure to your children if they're over or to stepkids if they're over a couple of years of age and uh, you're not my dad. I mean, they're teenage years. I mean, and that's all kinds of messy. Plus, then you have to deal with an ex-husband uh, who obviously is an ex-husband for some nasty reason, uh, and you have that second set of in-laws, and it's it's really complicated and messy, right? Right. So you don't have any 
time. I really want to be annoying <laughs> and impress that on you, right? Right? It's, it's now or never. Because the never has already been how you've been living. Like, it's never going to be, right? And to turn right. that around, to, to, to give you the window to, to be a father, to have a family, to have that kind of love, since that's what you say that you want, you simply don't. Like, it's, you've got to start working on it now, yesterday, last week, hard. Yeah. Like, it's got to be the number one priority. There's no other way that it can happen. I can, I'm going to tell you that for sure. That's not even a maybe. Right. And if you choose not to do it, that's fine too, in my opinion. Just make it a choice. Actually choose it, yeah. Yeah, choose it. Just say, you know what? It's too much work. I'm going to sink into my parents' quagmire and live the rest of my days in inconsequentiality. At least then you won't look back with regret. I mean, you might, but it won't be the regret of not having made a choice. Of it just happened to you. Right. Absolutely. I mean, let's say, theoretically, you met someone at the barbecue that you really liked. I mean, let's just go with pure theory here, right? Um, you want to be somebody who's going to be inspiring to that person, right? Right. And inspiring to yourself. And where that goes, nobody knows. But we know where it's going to go if you don't act, right? Right, absolutely. Because you want to live the courage that you admire. You want to live the values that you respect, right? And it is about, right, it's not about overthrowing the state, which we can't do. It's not about, I mean, it's not, it's not about separating from corrupt people. That's just a means to an end. And I'm not suggesting anything because this is it's not, nothing we've even talked about. But, but it is about living the values that we hold, right? And, and courage and challenge and growth and confrontation of depression and indifference would be a value. I assume it's a value that you hold since you're up here in the stratosphere of the podcast series, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So if there's the values you hold, again, it's simple to say, easy to have as a plan, hard to do, but we have to hold that as our North Star. We have to hold that as our goal. Live the values. Because otherwise, what's the point of having them? They just make our life difficult otherwise. Right. We get no benefit from the values we merely hold in our heads. We only get negatives other than, you know, we feel like a good person without actually having to do the risks, right? We feel like a courageous person because we have these abstract values, you know, atheism or anarchism or philosophy or whatever, right? We have these abstract values, and if we don't actually have to put them into practice, we can feel, I guess, like we're part of something, right, heroic and noble, but we're not, right? If they only, if they only exist in our heads, then all we're doing is discrediting them, Right. Right. I mean, I tell you, my selfish marketing ploy is to have you out there happy, engaged, successful, excited about your life, whatever that looks like, and say, oh, yeah, I'm into free domain radio, rather than being some bitter, low-level drone <laughs> at the age of 40 saying, oh, yeah, I'm really into free domain radio. It's like, don't say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't say it. Whatever you do, I have to be your guilty, slutty secret, right? Right. And, and absolutely, that's also something that's come across my mind, too. You know, that 
I, I would, <laughs> you know, it's one small thing I can give back to be a good advertisement for Free Domain Radio or even to put my, uh, you know, talents to use at <laughs> at that purpose, you know. Oh, I, I would I would certainly welcome that opportunity. And if you want to do something creative, obviously, this is a great venue. You have an audience of tens of thousands. This is a great venue to put it out there. Anything that I can do to get behind people to help. Don't do it alone. Don't try. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, people who don't put philosophy into practice, I, I just I want to be their porn, right? I just I want to be the thing that they don't talk about, right? <laughs> porn? No, right. <laughs> never heard of it. What is that? Is that a kind of meat? Um, <laughs> right? I I just want to be the I, I want to be under the mattress, uh, uh, shamefacedly guilty if someone finds it. I don't want people to to be advertising uh, their in, uh, involvement in philosophy if they're only talking and thinking about it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, okay, so again, in the interest of not taking up your whole day and everyone else's, um, is there anything else that you want to add? And, and also, uh, how was the conversation relative to your preferences and expectations? Uh, this conversation far exceeded my expectations. Um, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> re-steering it uh, when you did. Yeah, um, we weren't getting anywhere with the iPods. Right. I got that for sure, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and that's that's something I uh, yeah right exactly. No, um, you you only have to bore me so much before I get annoyed and change the topic. So right, <laughs> your unconscious exactly. definitely figured that one out, and and good for that, right? Certainly, uh, but no, that uh, this has been this has been extremely helpful for me. Um, and thanks for for helping me see perspective just i mean like i said since the barbecue or or yeah since the barbecue i've it, it really it really put the world of of interactions with people into perspective for me and set the bar really high for what i want to accept in my life as a close relationship Fantastic. um in a very in a very real way in a very immediate way um it was it was definitely an amazing experience. Oh uh, the yeah, best no, weekend, the, the barbecue best weekend is all of my life. Yeah, no, the barbecue is all about raising expectations, raising the bar, and accelerating the process, right? By giving people a taste of of the community that can be if we live the values, right? I mean, that's really what it's. I mean, obviously, it's great fun and and it's fun to sing karaoke and stuff, but that's. Uh, you know, and I, and I really did enjoy you. I thought you were perfectly charming, uh, very funny, uh, very warm, uh, a great, a great person to meet. And, uh, you know, hiding that from the world is, is robbing it of more than you probably know at the moment. Well, thank, thank you. All right. Well, take care and keep me posted. I, I'd love to know how things go in therapy and, and congratulations again for making that move. I think that's, that's hugely brave. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Take care, man. Thanks. Bye-bye.